Staten Island things started boiling over last night. Hold the law! Hold the law! A standoff anti-vaccine mandate protesters against sanitation department trucks. Showing this large group against the city's vaccine mandate, blocking garbage trucks from entering the hub. And if that wasn't working, lone protesters making sure they got the job done. You know what they did? They got me to be here instead of work, organizing every one of you. The timeline has ended, and we're here to tell you that Matt's Public House is officially open and we will not close. In New York's 11th Congressional District, Nicole Malitakis has a primary challenger, and he's joining us. John Matlin, thanks for joining us. This is the Patriot Panel. Welcome to the Patriot Panel, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, so, so kind of you guys. So kind. So our panel tonight here at Castleton Corners Pub on Staten Island is Adrian, the Matrix Girl. Hey, hey. We have Big Rich. Hello. And we are ready to rock and roll on this year, Patriot Pal. So first thing I want to do is give everybody an update. Uh, it was reported on the last episode of We the People Are the News that YouTube has censored and removed the episode of the Patriot Panel that had Dr. Robert Malone on it. I told everybody today, I don't know if I actually said it, but I told everyone that I spoke to about it that I was going to appeal that. And I got my response back, and it was not, it was not what uh, you guys would expect if you were thinking that they would do something correct, because they, did, they didn't. They wrote back, we reviewed your content carefully and have confirmed that it violates our medical misinformation policy. We know this is probably disappointing news, but it's our job to make sure that YouTube is a safe place for all. So, how this impacts your content, we won't be putting your content back up on YouTube. So you should see it on Rumble if you want to watch the video interview. If your appeal was for a warning, you will not be given another warning in the future. If your appeal was for a strike, the strike will remain on your channel, which is very interesting because this answer to my appeal came pretty quickly after I hit the button, which is pretty hard to do when you have to watch 51 minutes of footage. I don't think people at YouTube are just ready to do it. So I think this is AI. I think the fact Robert Malone's name is attached to it is one big reason. But as I said, it's on Rumble. It's our choice to go on and be loud, be the news that I always say that we are. And it's something that we have to do because do you expect it to still be like this, Adrian, that every day YouTube is getting all of these videos bombarded at it and if it says the words COVID, Dr. Malone, bam, it's off, gone. I find it not surprising, but disappointing. And my question is, if they're so against medical misinformation, have they removed all of the videos that claimed that getting the COVID vaccines would protect you from getting COVID? I would say probably not. And what about the videos of safe and effective? Yes, those as well. Because it's neat. I mean, I've had this talk. I've had this talk today. There's still a lot of people out there, and I don't blame them. I feel like they need a lot of conversation. They need a lot of uh, deep thought. But they still say, I understand why people would want healthcare professionals to be vaccinated to go to work. So they, 
they still don't know, but they have people like we've had, we've, we've played it on, on previous things. Hochul still is out there with that message, Rich, that if the healthcare worker is vaccinated, you're going to be safe. So when did the medical narrative change from getting treatment, whatever treatment it is, well, we won't have to be specific, whatever treatment it is, when did it go from the treatment is to protect yourself against foreign ant- antibodies, viruses, diseases, when did it change to you have to take this to protect Sammy and Nancy and Sally and John and Jill? I don't understand how that narrative shifted. Would they need to undergo the treatment to protect themselves? One would think, Rich, but this is a perfect example of why they had to change they had to change. Yeah, Get, say that into the mic. They're trying to guilt them into taking it. There you go. They're trying to guilt people into taking it, and they had to change the narrative because when it doesn't work, and they knew, they knew, they knew since day one that this was not going to prevent transmission. Dr. Burks said, I always knew. Everyone knew. The data that they didn't want to release the different variants, again, where, where they tried to create an inoculation based in mRNA that doesn't actually cover the entire genetic makeup of the virus. That's factual. It covers the first spike, something Malone said. Everything is targeted at the first spike, and it's creating a lot of issues. So that's what they did. How can you stop infection the whole hypothesis is flawed because the fact is the spike which causes the most damage it helps it get into the cells. They thought they would just stop it, shut it off because you have antibodies of spikes being created inside you. So let's just go back to when we were kids. Let's unpeel the layers of the onion again. There now. we go. Shrek <clears throat> is in the house. So when you were a kid and you had, you were, you were sick, you went to the doctor, you had throat, stomach, head, whatever the case may be. And even now, my own kids are older, so I'm not dating myself, so there has been medical advances since I was a kid. And I would take them to the doctor, or Joanne would take them to the doctor, and they said, well, there's nothing really that we can do that just has to run its course because it's a virus. And a virus, there is no treatment for a virus. It has to run its course. Why in six to nine months after COVID was introduced that all of a sudden there was a miracle cure for viruses? So, again, I, just, I, I obviously state the rhetorical question to hopefully to bang some sense into people that are still holding on to this narrative. But everything that you've been told... so. You tell us that we're conspiracy theorists, that we're the liars, that we're the ones that are giving misinformation. How is it that it was so fast? How were you so fast to believe something that was against everything that you learned about medicine growing up, even as a kid and into your adulthood? And doctors, doctors. We're not even just talking about me, you, and regular people. We're talking about doctors that study this, that that are the ones that prescribe medicine. Now, if you go further back, like you say, when viruses run their course, I had a doctor, still have that doctor, and he would tell me 
when I would go there as a youngin, I'd be like, I'm going on vacation. I don't feel well. I need, Doc, I need some antibiotics. And he's like, you have a virus. It's got to run its course. And he literally took out his prescription pad and wrote chicken soup times three a day. And I was like, this guy is out of his mind. And then I grew up. I learned a lot. And I was like, this man is the smartest doctor I've ever come across. And I've met a lot of doctors. And a lot of them were underwhelming. But this one was specifically, was very good. But again, let's turn this. When we were young, when you were young. Uh, Copyright. Yeah. So when, when you were young, our vaccine schedule is wildly different than the current vaccine schedule. And in 1986, which was a year after I was born, they gave no liability to the pharmaceutical companies. And then all of a sudden, somehow, like, poof, fucking magic. All of these vaccines started raining down. It's raining syringes. Is that copyright? No. So, so tell me right now what your take is on pharmaceutical companies having immunity from any of the harm they cause. I don't find it surprising at all because money speaks volumes. And, you know, let's talk about pharmaceuticals, right? So we're on the medical topic right now, but let's just talk about everybody likes to talk about systemic problems in the United States. So let's talk about a systemic problem. Everything systemic. The systemic problem in the United States is that there are no term limits. Check. So therefore, pharmaceutical companies have been able to gain advantage or gain function. How about that? Remember that phrase, John? Gain of function. They've been able to gain certain functions by being able to put politicians in their pockets. Hence, the wiping away of any indemnity in the 80s from their vaccines. Now, let's also look in the change in medicine now as as we've gone through history. When my brothers were older, I was the last of five. When my brothers and sisters were there, there were still actually doctors that came to the house. And they were private practice, and they were little mom-and-pop doctors, you know, right out of Doc Hollywood with, uh, you know, with Michael J. Fox, you know, and they run up to the, you know, they can't pay for it, so they give you a pig, you know, to pay for their doctor bill, right? But very similar. And then it went to doctors opened their own practices. They no longer made house calls. But they were still private doctors. But then what happened is that in the 70s and the 80s, we became a very litigious society. And now doctors were being sued <clears throat> for medical malpractice. Properly in some cases, probably incorrectly in other cases. So what did the doctors begin to do? They began to form joint practices. And then they began to form small little conglomerates. And now fast forward to present day. Here we go. The doctors can't survive on their own, so they must join in with a healthcare network in order to be able to survive, to pay their medical malpractice insurance, and to keep their practice running. So what happens now? The medical companies, these are businesses. They're not run necessarily by, they may have a doctor up in the front that says, look, I have my MD, you know, I'm here, I'm the head, I do all this. But the company is really being run by the business people, and it's all about profitability. So 
Now what happens is that who's in the back pocket of these medical conglomerates? Big Pharma. It's become more profitable to continue to make people sick than it is to keep them healthy. So what was happening in a lot of cases, and, this, and I, will say, I won't mention my doctor by name, but it happened with my doctor. He says, I agree with everything that you're saying, using that in very vague terms. Everything you're doing, I agree with you. But I can't publicly say it or write you a note because I will lose my practice. I will lose my affiliation with my medical author board authority above me. I will lose my affiliation. I will lose my practice. We've watched that in California. We, they're, they're fighting that law. And they, last I heard, they won that first lawsuit, but you know they'll appeal it, about deviating from the given message. There's a thing called defensive medicine. And a lot of the, I, I'd say, the laymans out there that aren't in healthcare don't realize that if you walk into an ER and you say, my chest hurts, they're not going to just check your EKG. Most doctors are going to give you uh, a CTA of your chest, of your heart, a calcium score, check for a heart attack, EKG. Maybe you have some clots in the leg. We'll scan the legs. We'll x-ray the legs. Did you have any damage? Some of them won't even touch the patient. They'll stand at the foot of the bed and just say, tell me what, and they type it into a computer and go, this is every test that we can allocate. And they say, sue me once, everybody gets a CAT scan. And you can see that. And then all of a sudden, those boards, the radiation boards go, well, we're going to monitor how many people are getting CAT scanned and x-rayed. To the point, there's, there's you know, people that come seeking pain medication that come through the ER. And they show up every two days, and today I was, I, my back hurt. Tomorrow my show, I don't know why, or, oh, I got beat up. And then you have to do the x-rays to see why there's pain, but the real reality is that they're coming for pain meds. They've been CAT scanned 30 times in the past year, and there's notes in their records that say, do not CAT scan this patient again without conferencing and, and talking with the radiologist. And the ER goes, well, we override radiology. We're the first step of emergency. And, well, we're not getting lawsuits. We have to check this person. And I, you know, then they go, well, the machines are going to start tracking how much radiation gets allocated to a patient's number because everything's going to be trackable soon. When you take a shit, they'll know. And I, I mean that. We're going to get into that. I could touch on that in a second. But they will know. Literally when you take a shit? Literally everything you do, they'll know. And Everything you do, do. Every <laughs> Nicely done, Adrian. So, so, I mean, they have all of this lined up. And I said it in front of the doctors, and they went, they're going to start tracking that? Because they don't know how to be doctors anymore. So getting back to that, does, and, and I, I brought this up, and I knew I'd get kicked off YouTube if this ever made its way to YouTube anyway. A long time ago, in 2020, when everybody was talking about luciferase uh, that they work on pharmaceuticals with, which is named after the god of light, which is Lucifer, and how it is, it's the illumination of what is in lightning bugs and whatnot. They use that for pharmaceutical reasons. Now, then everyone was saying that was in the vaccine, and then they were saying there is checkout patent 060606, and everyone was like, oh, well, on the world patent website that I found, it checks out to be a Microsoft patent, and it has a bunch of numbers before it, but that's because it's like a, a, a world network patent. And it's about a wearable device. Always goes back to Gates somehow, doesn't it? Well, that's because he's dead. So, so when we when we had that's like my soundboard. I have that in every episode now. 
That's in every episode of We the People of the News. I throw it in the Patriot panel. I think I might just end with, that's because he's dead. So, But legitimately, this is a device that you can wear, say like an Apple Watch. Or if it's embedded like a chip under the skin, maybe an RFID chip, when you do that, it tracks your, your actual, an assignment they give you, it tracks your body's signature, so your heart rate, everything. Make sure you completed it, and you mine cryptocurrency. So tell me if anybody, yeah, it's not about a vaccine. If anybody saw episode two of Black Mirror of season one, silico- silicone medical ID bracelets, is that what that is? Okay, so it's going to be like an Apple Watch. But so little chip, but it's going to track you and it's going to issue cryptocurrency. It's tied to cryptocurrency. So imagine being in your 15 minute city. Social credit. Saying we need power today. We have these bikes set up. We need human energy to power the bikes. It's green energy. Back at the gerbils in the little wheel. And you get issued your cryptocurrency. You can't leave your city. It's a dystopian nightmare, and Black Mirror already did it. He rode the bike every day. They put on the, the propaganda in front of him. He got his credits. He was able to buy his Diet Coke. You got to be fucking kidding me. Come on, man. Every bumper sticker I could drop right now. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what, you, bite? you sound like Joe Biden. Come on, man. That, well, that, that, was, that was my point, Rich. But, uh, it, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's a dystopian nightmare. It's big brother to the nth thousand degree. It's everything that we read in literature as kids that are coming through, coming true, but... There's not a lot of people out there that actually see it because we've become a complacent society. We've become a vastly uneducated society purposely. And I don't mean to say that that people are stupid, but people are not learning the things they need to learn to be able to critically think and make decisions for themselves. And it's, it's this process that is putting all of this dystopian propaganda out in front of and being made acceptable because they just don't understand what it means. And how is it being sold, right? It goes, listen, this is not new. This is back to the Romans. Bread and circuses, right? You give them entertainment. You give them a little bit of food. They don't know what you're doing over here. They don't know what the left hand is doing while the right hand's feeding you food. The life of comfort. And, and giving you things to watch and in, enjoy, right? So... All of this nanosecond attention span that, we've, that, that, that the current generations have grown up with. Uh, listen, you could install a nanosecond. Like, I feel like I'm fighting ADD more than ever because I spend my time on social media, talking to people, promoting, networking, uh, being a voice of reason in a cesspool of stupidity. And I can feel it. Like I, my brain doesn't work the way it did right. a couple years but, ago. But how is I hope it, it's reversible, guys. How is it being marketed? And I'll use the term marketing because it is being marketed. It's being marketed as entertainment, whether it be social media or games or TikTok videos. We know where TikTok comes from, so, you know, obviously. It's a place <coughs> called China. <coughs> so it's being marketed as entertainment, and it's being marketed as convenience. And everybody said, why are you so against cryptocurrency and digital currency? Everything is at your Jeffrey fingertips. Jeffrey Faft is in the building. 
Everything is at your fingertips. Everything is a convenience. I can wave my debit card chip in front of a scanner and boom, everything is paid for. You can now walk into stores and there's no employees in the store except somebody watching the cameras in the back room. You gather all your stuff and you swipe out. Yep. So it's being labeled as convenience. But what people don't, don't understand is that everything that you do and everything that you learn to do has an effect and I'll say has a price. Convenience has a price that you pay. And the price that you pay for convenience is giving up your freedom. And people don't see it now. But when, you're, when you go and you go to buy something and the little voice that's watching you, like the YouTube people that banned your thing because all of the... Uh, the uh, <clears throat> the, all the all the data shows that oh you you yeah, have that name a, you yeah, triggered the, any the AI transcriptions. I go I go, I go to you know I I'm a little overweight right I have diabetes. I might have low blood sugar right now. I might I might I might be at a seventy right now. So I need to go into the store and I need to get a juice baby and some candy. But the voices the big brother that's looking at says oh, you're a diabetic. We have that all your medical records on here. You can't buy that candy because then we have to pay for you to have your medication. Meanwhile, I'm gonna pass out and die because my blood sugar's gone down below 70. But this is, this is the thing, they sell it as convenience, but they're taking your rights and your freedoms away. And going back, and I mentioned it one other time that you and I had a gathering, John, about the 15 minute cities. It all sounds great, it all sounds great and convenient, right? You'll have all the education you need within 15 minutes of where you live. Your job will be in 15 minutes with wherever you live. But you can never leave. You, you can never, it's like Hotel California. You can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave. You have, you have, any, you have any, anything before I deviate to uh, the, the Ukraine? Well, I actually was at Whole Foods the other day, and they have something where you can put your palm against a device, and that's how you pay. I'm not sure how it works. I saw it. It freaked that me out. That is how you start the fucking reactor. <laughs> it was crazy. It, it just had that you put your palm on it, and that's how you pay. So I... I guess you it signed up. It you? reads your palm. Did you do it's it? Psychic. Hell no, I didn't. I thought do you it. signed no. up. <laughs> no, but I've seen the uh, contactless um, payment booths in the airport where you just walk around, you grab random things, and then you walk out. And um, yeah, I'm sure it's yeah, I'm sure it's on par with that. Um, I really, I, I don't want any of this surveillance studying me in any capacity I, th there's already enough surveillance so and, and let's just, just segue for a minute to you talking about like in the local in our area right whenever you travel you have to pay a toll you have easy pass so you can pay via easy pass or your bill will be mailed to you right for you crossing the bridge or pay or going through the tunnel They've already started surveillance. They've already started surveillance. Well. They've already started. The, they, they've already put the parameters in place to limit our travel because when we're all on electric vehicles and we go to cross that bridge and they see us crossing that bridge, they're going to cut the electricity to and short out that electric vehicle so that you can't cross that bridge anymore. Well, and that's why they have quarantine camps. They're working on getting back because we're going to storm that motherfucking bridge. Um, so there is, before I jump to the Ukraine, there, there's things that are attached to the stoplights that people say track your EasyPass tag individually. So 
they're always the little boxes. So they're all checking. So they know your driving patterns. They know everything. And that is separate from Easy Pass, if I'm not mistaken. So it's funny how Big Brother is, in fact, always watching. So little little hint in there on little of what I've done. Tidbit. When when I'm not crossing a toll, you take it my, down. My Easy Bag Pass it. comes down and it gets bagged and it gets so the way where the signal is blocked. <laughs> lead lead lines. So. They know where I'm driving, guys. They're just going to blow me up. So when I'm gone, and when I'm gone, just carry on. Don't mourn. Okay, there's more copyright Eminem. Since you've been gone. So, so this is turning into karaoke area here on the Patriot panel. This is what happens when you drink at a pub. So Daily Mail puts up an article. I know I'm being sent to my death as per the Ukrainian soldiers. We're just getting killed. And they're trying to defend a place called Bakhmut and say Russia can already taste victory. So this is basically the headline. And it's just really disturbing as we keep talking about the military complex, uh, the uh, military industrial complex, doing what they do best. They're trying to get rid of all of the old prehistoric missiles, all of the arms so they can build the new wave of technology, get funded. And again, we have the same thing where you say like politicians and pharma and term limits, well, when it comes to all these other agencies, that doesn't exist. They just, one hand scratches the other, and all the pay gets pushed around. So now we've been talking about well over 100,000 uh, Ukrainian deaths have been the word for a while, and that was weeks ago. So these guys are going, and they're being sent in. They're outnumbered by twenty to 30,000 troops, uh, according to the Kiev Independent. They said that they're just going there to be basically sentenced to death, and they don't even have artillery to really shoot back so they're kind of just going there to get shot so where is all that money that we've been sending going it's a it's a great question the tanks but they have to be trained in the tanks they have to be trained in 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 for the air the airport in in the for flying uh for the jets there's a lot that's going on but again this proxy war and that's exactly what this is has been planned for quite some time. And what I mean by that is I'm not going to be the one to say it. It doesn't need to be me. It needs to be from the, the words from the, uh, the horse's mouth, as they say. So let's listen to Jeff Faf's favorite politician, Lindsey Graham, and John McCain talk about what they uh, envisioned. And I say that as I look for the video that I pre-recorded and I don't have, so... Now I have to look for it over here, but I do. I have it. Here we go. Check, check, check. Your fight is our fight. This is from 2016. 2017 will be the year of offense. All of us will go back to Washington and we will push the case against Russia. Enough of a Russian aggression. It is time for them to pay a heavier price. I believe you will win. I am convinced you will win, and we will do everything we can to provide you with what you need to win. Ukraine 
They've all been doing the same crap. They've been planning this. Were they talking to Azov Battalion there before it was not considered a uh, anti-Semitic group? I don't know, because definitely was tied with neo-Nazis at some point. Now it's like, oh, maybe they're not. Um, but this has been a going rate for U.S. politicians. They were planning this in 2016, said 2017 will be the year. But something happened in 2017. The establishment, the anointed one, the, the, was rocked. the ceiling breaker, the glass ceiling breaker of all ceiling breakers. Hillary didn't quite live up to what they thought. And another guy won who doesn't follow the establishment. And now, four years later, holy shit, we're here. I remember being in this bar last year going, holy shit, we're headed toward World War III. And these war hawks, Republican, Democrat, let's just call them what they are, the establishment deep state politicians are dying for a World War III. They're dying for the uh, military-industrial complex to waste all their missiles. And in that article that I was reading before, the Ukrainian soldiers said they're being bombarded by arms from Soviet Union era. So the bombs that are coming over are from 60s, 70s, 80s, because they have to get rid of the stockpile. Is there any end to this, guys? Or what do you see as the, what's the off-ramp? 2024? Yes! <laughs> so, and again, you look at, you can, you can say, did he say mean things? Yes. Was he a polished person? No. And that's why we love him. But we went for the first time in 20th century history, four years without a single military incursion. We had our 401ks profiting. We had some extra money in our pockets. We had general peace and we had China and Russia at bay. And I go back and I, I, I related a little bit to the 80s with, with, with Reagan, but there was a little bit of fear when Ronnie was in the White House. It was a little cowboyish going on in the White House back, back then in the 80s. They weren't quite sure if he might actually press the button. And I think the same thing happened from 2016 to 2020. Well, the big thing here is Lindsey Graham was saying, I know what Ronald Reagan would do. He'd go shoot some stuff at Rush, like whatever he's saying as he was flirting with Sean Hannity last night. And I'm like, this is, this is what they're doing. They're advocating for World War III. And then the Democrats are like, look, the Republicans do what they can, they're saying we're doing. And I'm like, oh, my God, how stupid is everybody? They're all doing it. They all have their hand way up your rectum, and you are a puppet. That is what's happening. You're just repeating the same thing. The Democrats, they have a D next to the name. Oh, the Republicans have an R next to the name. World War III has radiation poisoning, motherfucker. Nothing's going to matter then. Uh, Earth to Matilde, wake up. And, and you know, it, it all goes, everything is happening in a sequence and is happening according to the design of the secret world society, right? Which is population control and forced starvations and the worms aren't going to get the worms and the uh, crickets on not roach the roach salad's not going to get not me when anyone. you inf infiltrate the soil with radiation from world war 3 oh and all the chemicals from <coughs> from east palestine Sorry. train wreck yeah and 
And what's the ultimate goal? If you create a shortage of energy, a shortage of food, a shortage of money, which is what the Biden administration is doing, it's creating a shortage of money, meaning that people are going to be reliant on the government. And that's what this is all about. The rise of inflation, sending trillions of dollars to Ukraine. We have poor veterans here in our country who are homeless and don't have benefits that we, we can't put them up in a hotel, but we can put the illegal immigrants up in a hotel and send trillions of dollars to Ukraine. We have kids in, this, in, in the United States that can't get ex educated and they don't have food to eat at night, but we can send trillions of dollars to the Ukraine. And then on top of it, the, the kicker of it all is that the people who have worked their entire lives and paid into Social Security and paid into their 401ks, the first thing that the government wants to do is say, there's going to be no more Social Security. It's amazing how Social Security runs out, but entitlements never run out. It's amazing how this clown in the White House right now is going after your hard-earned 401k because they want to starve you out. They want to bankrupt you. They want to make you reliant on them so they have the ultimate control. One way or the other, they're going to control you. I think one way or another, they're going to make the whole system collapse, and it's just going to be rebuilt as a constitutional republic the way it's supposed to be, but that's me. Uh, keep putting the straws on the old camel's back. Eventually, it has to break. So, for our final topic, we're going to get into a little bit of backlash. And what I mean, I'll give you a headline. Oregon teacher asked students to write sex fantasy short story in high school. All right? So, this is being reported out of Fox News. Sounds like the teacher has a fetish. Really? Correct. So, there is a health class, and the students that, of course, were out got their, uh, their, their assignments sent to them online. And the, uh, it was called a Canvas. I'm sure a lot of college students know that, or Blackboard. There's all different ones, I think, that exist. Or I have the names wrong, but it, it's where you, you put up your reports for what you have to do in assignments. And there was a 10-point assignment called Fantasy Story. So this assignment that parents got their hands on to read is the following. For those students who were absent, you will write a short story of a paragraph or two. The story is a sexual fantasy that will have no penetration of any kind or oral sex, parentheses, no way of passing an STI, end parentheses. You will choose three items, parentheses, romantic music, candles, massage oil, feather, feather boa, flavored syrup, etc., end parentheses, to use in your story. Your story should show that you can show and receive loving physical affection without having sex. <laughs> okay, before we jump into the... No, let's fuck it. Let's just jump right in. Adrian, your daughter comes home. She's 15 and she's like, this is my assignment today. What do you say? I say, guess what, honey? You're getting homeschooled. <laughs> Good answer. Rich? You're getting an F in that assignment at the very least. It, I mean, it, it's just a, so I, I love to point out the hypocrisy in the world, you know, as things. So like all of this behavior is OK. And to talk about to talk about sex fantasies in school and as being an assignment yet 
the same society puts ratings on movies that people under a certain age should not attend this movie because of the content in it. Oh my God, why is there such hypocrisy? Okay, now, I, what you wanna, yeah, yep, user, yeah, user question, audience question, go. Okay, just a few Into days Into the ago. microphone. Okay, just a few days ago, I was watching my favorite movie, Spaceballs, okay? Let the Schwartz they be They censored almost every funny part of it, but they'll go ahead and try to bring this shit on to children. Okay, exactly. What's being censored and what's not? Let me tell I you... see your Schwartz is just as big as mine. You like, you, you like to say... Uh, you like to point out hypocrisy. I do too. However, let me tell you a story about 17-year-old John if he was given this assignment. I don't just point out hypocrisy. I utilize their weapons against them. Uh, when I was 17, we, were, we had a class called uh, peer mediation and something, some sort of elective in, in tech. And they had just hired a teacher that I thought was very attractive. And she was only a few years older than me when I was 17. So I was like, 17-year-old John's got his eyes on the prize. Target uh, acquired. And the Shermanator is active. Yes, the Shermanator. So we can say our minds and speak our minds in this class. And I said, this class is so stupid, but they're forcing me to take it. I'm going to utilize the class against the, the program. So I go, John, what do you want to do with your senior year? What's your feelings? And, and express yourself. So I stood up in front of the class and I said, I want to figure out how to take the new teacher out on a date. And the teacher almost passed out. And she was like, sit down. I said, this is a safe space. We're told to tell our feelings. And I'm very interested in the new blonde teacher. I think that she's just my type. And the teacher turned so red. That is what I would be doing right now if I was in school. The sex story I would write, they would be like, please sit down, son. And I'd be like, oh, I'm just getting started in this motherfucker. Well, on that, you mentioned that this teacher in the story is a female. What oh, no, if I, was, don't, I don't know. Oh, it's not? No, it no. may or may not be a female. I don't know what the What does this teacher identify as? We need to find out. Oh, we're going to get there. <laughs> but if this were a male teacher, would that be acceptable if he's asking 15-year-old girls to write about what they find sexually as a turn-on? Um, but what right do we have play? to call him a male? Well, yeah, I, I, listen, I had an argument yesterday on Twitter and somebody said, I don't understand what kind of weird flex it is to say former Republican candidate when you can just say loser. And I said, interesting. I went and checked his bio out and said, proud father, husband, he, him. And I said, what's the, what is the major flex of saying he, him? You're insulting non-binary and trans people. You're clearly a he, him. You're a husband and a father. What do you, what, what's, the, what's the problem? He goes, well, I don't think people should have to assume my gender. I was like, when you say father and husband, no one's assuming your gender, homie. Even if you're trans and you identify that, that means you're a he, him. You've already identified your sex. Your virtue signaling is an actual fucking insult to the LGBTQ community, but you can't get out of your own way. And I said, and you love the establishment so much that you don't get why I have former Republican candidate to go on an actual major party get on that ballot and go through the shit that i went through to run that's pretty impressive and it was a very big fight and all my homies were with me the whole time yeah that's a big win 
He, him. He when felt, did he run last? It, I, God only knows what the hell that guy's done. He felt that being born with a penis was an accomplishment in itself. So that's why he felt the need to reiterate no, the, his masculinity. Yeah, maybe, maybe, or maybe he was just, he thought he had to reiterate that he accepted his penis. Yes. Like, yes. This, is my, this is my assignment I accept. This is my Schwartz. <laughs> <laughs> you had something to say? Going back, going back to the school situation, we put our law enforcement through all this testing, such as psychologicals and such. Why don't we do that with teachers? We should put our teachers through psychological testing in addition to all the background checks and make sure they could actually teach. Well, the problem is, who is going to be the judge of the psychological test? When you are amongst... A ton of crazy people, and if you say some normal shit, uh, yeah, well, that would be that would be good. Let the students family. It, it I like goes that. back to our very first topic, though. Who's actually doing the evaluating and the censoring? Correct. And I'm sure they're not qualified individuals that are doing it. Correct. Where do you draw the line at what a teacher is allowed to ask students when they're straight up asking students to talk dirty to Ooh, them, and that's, that's acceptable? That's a good question. I'm going to say that if that was a dude and he's reading erotic novels written, he's going to be sitting at home like Mr. Garrison going, oh, oh boy, Mr. Slave. That's the reality of the situation. But wait, there's more. So now they went and one of the parents went and issued a a quote. Very, very uncomfortable that their daughter was. Uh, throughout the entire assignment, especially when the teacher put up the generated spinning wheel and it had anal penetration and oral sex up there. Her and her best friend did not participate in that, but they still got graded as per the parent. Well, well, I don't know how they would participate as in engage in those acts or... What what the fuck kind of world... That, that's, do, all I, that's all out, I keep saying time here. Time out, time out. Time out. I'm in a worldwide ha- what the fuck. Time out. What the actual fuck am I? It's 2023. I'm in a pub and I'm reading about how grown-ups. Do you imagine if I was a teacher and they came into my room and said, "So you're gonna have to ask your little girls and little boys today if they like to get fucked in the ass." I would be like, "Well, this career is no longer for me. I'm out. Peace." Peace. I I walked away from my medical career over over some shit. What the fuck is happening is the real answer. But then when does it stop? And now I'm going to let Dylan Mulvaney take this one in, okay? So Dylan was on the uh, Drew Barrymore show for day 365 of being a girl. And I have to to preface this. I don't care if anyone's trans. I don't care if you're gay. I don't care if you're a lesbian. I don't virtue signal it. I'll even try to call you by the proper pronouns because I don't want to make anyone unhappy. I'm a very accepting guy. And the Staten Island LGBTQ account has come for me and said, I'm this right-wing notable bigot. And I'm like, why don't we have like a conversation that. and have a conversation about it? Let's, I'll talk with you on a Zoom. I'll talk with you wherever. You could come to the show. You'll see that I'm not. Of course, they will not take that conversation because they're a bunch of vaginas. I don't care what that identification is. They're a bunch of vaginas for not taking that because... That is the term I decided to use. But let, because let they can't win an honest debate. Why? Here we go. Wait, wait, wait. Well, I, watching your journey and being such a huge fan of yours, Thank and you. I think there's also a way to be taught and educated 
to open minds. Mm -hmm. And there are those who can, and I think you have that gift. I really do. I'm a musical theater major. Well, and you actually have a show. Well, get this, I, I the, you know, activism scares the heck out of me, especially I think when you come out as trans, there's this automatic like Girl Scout patch that gets put on you like activist. And I think my way in is through comedy. And yes. I'm doing um, my day 365 tonight is so going to be at the Rainbow Room. I'm doing right? old Hollywood okay, style. Okay, so this is day 365. Now we're going to go, she says, through comedy. I see, I called her she. I called Dylan a she. Does Dylan have a penis? Well, good question that you just asked. I really don't care to find out one way or the other Drew, anyway. Well, listen, if they, Drew, time out. Drew said, Drew Barrymore, who, by the way, you want to know how I knew I was straight? And this is why when, when they said, you don't know, the LGBTQ account said, you don't know when children feel so. I said, I sure do. As long as I can remember, if I saw a girl, I knew something was, something was going good for me, right? And I had pictures of Drew Barrymore taped all over my wall in the second grade and the third grade. And my if mom you was, only knew then. I know. And my mom was like, you, you can't have pictures up of this woman in your room. And I was like, why? I have a crush on her. It's okay. It's cool. But I digress. Kids can ask their questions. Who didn't have the Farrah Fawcett poster in their room? So wait, wait, wait. Let's go to Dylan. Let Dylan take Lies us Lies the bulge. We are normalizing the bulge. Women can have bulges, and that's okay. We're not going to stare at their crotches while they're wearing their little shopping shorts at the mall. Oh, thank you. Love My you. question has been Bye. answered. So this is the issue. Again, I am actually, if you want to be trans and you're over 18 and it's, it's something that makes you happy. Listen, goat list. They have people that have tattooed themselves into a full lizard and split their... T people do some stuff. And I'm acceptable as long as you're not hurting anybody and committing crimes. But your rights do not continue past going and trying to sexualize children. That right does not exist. Grooming does not exist. Pedophilia does not exist. There is no maps. There's none of that bullshit. That is not a right you get just because you're in the LGBTQ community. Straight people don't have the right to groom children. What happens if straight people start going, I'm going to take my kid to the go-go bar, get a lap dance. They're fully clothed. They're in a bra and panties. Watch how fast That's what's ACS happening. gets called. Exactly. And as they should. I would not bring my child in a hope to fight against the grooming to go to a go-go bar. But it's fine if it's men dressed as women dancing provocatively for children. That's Bite fine. During, That's totally during fine. During story hour. Exactly, yeah. Drag queen story hour, family-friendly drag shows, all of that. That's fine. You what know? about the Christmas show where they, they started acting like they were having sex and then one dropped an egg out, one of the performers. This was this, this past Christmas. But there's, there's more that goes into this. And what I mean by that is there was a drag... I'm going to pull this up. Who so does the background checks on the drag queens? So while, while you're while you're pulling up the thing, let's just talk. Let's just talk about education for a minute because that's where we started. Okay, what we've gotten away from is that the purpose of education and educators was to per, was to put in front of the children <coughs> the facts, the facts of how a certain country and their history and how they lived and how they developed into what they are today. You learn the facts of math. 
you learn the facts of science. And why? Because it was up to you as an adult, not as a child, to, as an adult, to apply those facts into the real world. What we've gotten away from is teaching the facts and we're teaching feelings. That's not the job of education. The job of education is to lay the foundation, a factual foundation in the students so that when they are able to do it cognitively, because there is a development from early childhood through adolescence to adulthood, of what you are cognitively prepared to receive and to apply. And in that case, we have gotten away from that and we are teaching the application at the younger ages before we're teaching any facts. And that's where education has gone it's wrong. It's indoctrination because we're teaching feelings that you're supposed to have to create opinions that the professors and that the, the woke mob want to hear. You are taught how to think you're not taught and then forming your own opinion. That's the reality of it. And it, it's been that way for a long time. And you pay good money for, for professors that are actually practicing capitalism. They're getting their raises, they're fighting for their salary, and they're telling you everything should be forgiven and we should be a socialist or a communist society, but they have no problem collecting $200 every day when they pass go. They don't. No, no. So on that note, and it, you know, we talk about the Biden's plan for debt forgiveness for student loans. Okay? I think we're going after the wrong criminal here. Where we should be going after the criminals is in the university system in the country itself. Because once the government decided that they were going to help subsidize afford affordable, you know, and make colleges affordable for as many people as they could, it wasn't enough that the college was, was, were getting the money that they were getting. They were getting the same money now. It's just that the people weren't paying for all of it. They were getting government money. So what was the answer? Just like everything else that the government pays for, it becomes 100 times more expensive. So these universities practiced usury. And usury, going back to the Middle Ages in the Catholic Church, usury was a cardinal sin. The university system here in the United States practices usury on the public. They've taken advantage of, and they've put extremely high amounts of interest on these inflated college loans that they inflated the cost of their tuition simply because the government now decided to pay for it. So they just got more money. And when people argue even like about NCAA basketball and you're paying the players, and it, okay, how much money did you make, Duke? by going to the NCAA tournament this year. Why aren't the players in, entitled to that? Why is it only that you get the money and then it's left up to the people to... It happened to with, with football, too, with Reggie Bush. What he got? They took his Heisman Trophy away, if I'm not mistaken. Will, ask you a question, and then I'm bringing us home. Okay, I want to recommend a book. It's called Dumbagus Down by... John, uh, I believe his name is either John or T Taylor Ghetto. It's, uh, it's about a professor in the Bronx and how he talks about instead of teaching children, we teach them to obey orders. And how the We're the most compliant system, society of all time. Exactly. And how the educational system is no longer an educational system, but an indoctrination system. 100%. That's 100% a fact. So real quick, before we, we uh, call it quits here on the panel, Houston Public Library admits registered child sex offender read to kids in drag queen story time. This is March 19th of 2019, out of, like we said, Houston. 
So Tatiana Malanina, the drag queen, is really Alberto Garza, who at the time was a 32-year-old child sex offender. So think about that. When we talk about what happened here at the Staten Island Children's Museum, they had a flyer, and the flyer read, Adults Cannot Come Alone. And I get that that's to keep out creepy people. That would be the thought. They already have enough creepy people there. So. But, but at that same point, how about this? Nowhere does it say a kid needs to be accompanied by a guardian. So if we're going to, and this is my fight again today on libs of TikTok and on Twitter, I posted these and people said, well, hey, you're assuming. And I said, no, 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 I'm reading the motherfucking invitation. It says right here that adults can't attend without a child. They specify that. Should they not specify the rule set for the children? You are to believe, as per the rules, it's 100% accurate, that kids can go to that alone. And look what has happened. Multiple times that has happened, I believe, in Texas. The question is what goes on there. The question is why is it happening with young kids? Why are they being introduced to drag as a form of dress-up and play? That's the quote. Again, is this normal? That, that obviously that's the biggest debate right but now. But they're normalizing it. But this is the this is the key here, guys. When they're doing this, it's about teaching. What happens is that people are not all about hate. Some people don't even care. Some people fully support the fact if you want to be trans, they don't care. It just doesn't go to the children in any fashion for any form of indoctrination. You can teach acceptance. I'm widely accepted, and guess what? My parents didn't bring me to drag shows. When I went to school, they didn't tell me to take feather boas and, and tickle nipples with flavored syrup because that is essentially a crime to me, and it should still be. But, guys, thank you for joining the panel tonight. Adrian. Thank you. A pleasure, John. Big Rich. And we will be back, as always, on Wednesdays. Thank you for joining the Patriot Panel. This is the Patriot Panel. Are you someone that identifies as somebody that would forge freedom forward no matter what? Yeah, I did too. So what I did was I created Sons and Daughters of Liberty, and you can get that apparel now. There's an iconic flag. It's been at protests from the parliament in Canada, throughout the United States, in Australia. It's in a lot of different states, flying high. Go grab a flag. Go grab some apparel. Go forge freedom forward. Show you are a son or daughter of liberty, and you will not comply. Get 17.76% off with promo code PODCAST. Just hit up www.sonsanddaughtersofliberty.world. Go grab it now. We'll get it out to you.